0: Welcome to the podcast for ballerinas, adult ballerinas, parents of ballerinas, and everyone in between. I'm your host, Georgia Canning, also known as The Balance Ballerina, and it's my mission to break down the elitist barriers often associated with ballet. Through my own studios and ballet-related businesses, I'm all about providing space and content for people from all walks of life to experience and enjoy the many benefits of ballet. Each month, I'll bring you industry leaders and thought-provoking guests who will hopefully inspire you to lead a more balanced life, full of grace, with a little grit. Welcome to 2020. Oh my gosh, how weird does that sound? Today, there is no uh, interviewee. It's a solo episode to spark your ideas and thoughts and feelings around the new year and possibly even get you thinking about setting some new intentions and goals basically in and out of the studio because we wouldn't be balanced ballerinas if we didn't think about what we do outside of the studio as well. Now, for those that may be new to the podcast or perhaps you've been listening for a while now but don't really know who I am, hello, my name's Georgia and I have been a ballet teacher for, mm, wow, actually almost 13 years. Yeah, almost 13. Now, speaking of time and age, I'm 30 this year. So that's kind of a big deal. And I feel like 2020 is going to be a really good year because of basically this alone. I mean, so many people have told me that your 30s are the best years. So um, I'll keep you posted anyway I recently said on Instagram does anyone have any questions about 2020 I'm doing a new year's episode and I actually had a lot of people um, ask me things like where am I from and what ballet shoe size I wear and what's my favorite um, or most difficult part of teaching ballet so I'll answer actually those three first so I am from the Gold Coast which is a beachy town city let's go with city <laughs> it's not really a town at all it's really a city so Gold Coast is a beachy city um, in Australia and we have some of the most beautiful beaches in the world and I absolutely love living here um, shoe size uh, so I wear uh, MDM and I think I think I'm a size six with a wide Fit. That's my ballet shoe. Otherwise, if I'm a normal shoe, I'm seven and a half. Although I don't really know why you want to know that. But anyway, so um, also, oh, my most difficult part of teaching ballet, I think, and probably one of the reasons why I even started this podcast, is getting students to be in the right mindset. And I've found that difficult across teaching children and also teaching adults. So, that would have to be um, the trickiest thing that I find to teach. But, you know, again, that's also why I started this podcast because I, you know, endeavoured to speak to even more psychologists and different people in regards to mindset training and how me myself can help um, our young dancers, but also those that are listening who are teachers can also jump on the bandwagon and learn some more tips and tricks in. And around getting our young dancers and our adult dancers to be in the right mindset inside and outside the studio so there's those three questions answered I'm going to answer a couple more later but they are all around um goal sets uh goal setting and mindset training so we'll I'll answer those later more specifically but just in case anyone yeah doesn't really know much about me um I own and operate GC Dance and Tutu Times. Uh, GC Dance is actually for school-aged children and Tutu Times is my adult ballet program. One of the first um, of its kind in Australia before adult ballet became increasingly popular, which is awesome, by the way. The more classes, the merrier, in my opinion, and the more opportunities for people to experience you know, all the amazing things that ballet brings to your daily life, the better. Now, um, what else? This episode's going to be a little bit rogue today, guys. I'm sort of still on holidays. The studio's actually closed and uh, I just wanted to keep it casual. Um, My business partner, my business partner is my mum. In fact, she's been on the podcast. You can search for her special Mother's Day episode, which... She was so not keen to participate in. However, she did a marvellous job and uh, it's one of the most popular episodes actually. So hopefully I can get her on again this year, fingers crossed. Now, she likes to stay behind the scenes and takes care of uh, all the financials around our business and she's basically the most important person, which is our front of office manager who keeps everyone in line and well she also keeps me in line and puts up with my crazy ideas like this podcast so i'd be lost without her she's a big part of my life um other facts about me i started ballet at the age of three again thanks for my mum who um put me into ballet at that age And fun fact, at the age of three, I was studying ballet at a little school in Country Ballarat in Victoria, and we actually had to have ribbons on our ballet shoes at the age of three. So my very first pair of ballet shoes has ribbons on it. Go figure. Um, What else? I moved to Melbourne at the age of 15 to study at the Australian Ballet School And then after that, I completed a Bachelor of Communications with the University of Queensland. Um, I had the ambition of working in public relations and journalism, but instead I ended up opening a studio. So what happened was I was studying to become um, a professional ballet dancer, and I decided to detour. And whilst at university studying communications, I was offered some local teaching uh, gigs and I really enjoyed it and when I finished uni I thought I thought that I could do a really good job of owning a studio and I knew exactly what I wanted and I wanted to build exactly what I wanted as a young dancer and if I'm honest I have and so I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself but that's how I ended up um, going back into the ballet world and thank god because I you know I love what I do today. It's funny how the world works because, you know, now I do this, which is, I guess, a new age form of journalism. And I combine my love of research and communicating with people with my love of teaching and sharing ballet. So it's a great life I, I lead and I love what I do every day. And, um, yeah, the whole Balanced Ballerinas brand really took off after my TEDx talk in 2017 about why I decided to not pursue a career as a professional and why I think ballet is so brilliant. So you can go back to episode one of the podcast to listen or just simply head to um, YouTube, type in Georgia Canning TEDx and it'll pop up. I think it's up to like 120,000 views or something, which is insane, so crazy. Anyway, enough about me. Before we get going into today's topic, I wanted to ask you all a favor. Um, as the podcast enters its second year, firstly, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. If you listened, shared, rated or screenshot an episode last year, it really truly meant the world to me. And every time I see it pop up on my phone, I you know, can't wipe the smile off my face. It seriously makes me so happy. But if you are a listener of the podcast and you haven't shared it with a friend or left a rating or a comment... Look, I'd love you to share the podcast in any way you can, because if you've been enjoying it and loving the content, it certainly helps keep the podcast going, as this is purely a labor of love and my passion for celebrating, sharing and talking about all things well-being, lifestyle, teaching and, of course, ballet. So anyway, let's get into today's topic which is perfect for the first episode of the Balanced Ballerinas podcast in 2020. See, it just rolls off the tongue. I like it. It's going to be a good year. Now, with a new year, hey, new decade, um, I really thought now is as good a time as any to talk about goals, intentions, vision, and of course, balance. It's always around this time of year that people jump on the bandwagon of dissing goals and saying that they're a waste of time and I couldn't disagree more. I mean really it just annoys me. I find that the people who don't really bother setting intentions for the new year, especially the ones vocalizing their distaste for them, are the ones that are quite unhappy with their lives and if I'm honest I Always imagine these kinds of people sitting on the couch all day. Hate following people on Instagram whilst eating last night's Chinese takeaway and a tub of ice cream every night. Now, as fun as that is, every now and then, once in a blue moon, you know, with a girlfriend, that's not, you know, something you want to be doing every night. So, do you really want to be that person? I didn't think so. Now, I recently asked the Balance Ballerinas community, to send me some questions about stepping into the new year, as mentioned before. And then I got the funny ones about my shoe size. (laughs) Now, the request was rather vague, um, but most of the responses all had a resounding theme. Johanna, who is one of my gorgeous adult ballet clients and an original listener of the podcast, she asked, I'd love to know your goal setting and planning routine plus recommendations for doing this which was basically when she asked that, I thought, okay, let's make the first episode a solo one and that's what I'm going to talk about because I think it's really important. If I'm honestly answering this question though, I set goals and intentions weekly, not just yearly. Every Monday, um, I actually sit down and write what I want to accomplish for the week in my diary and I do that so that I see it every day when I open up my schedule. And then as I complete each task or goal, I actually tick it off like everything, even if it says buy bananas or um, go to the gym and it has the time. I'll put a tick next to it so that I know I've completed it. It just makes me feel really good anyway. But in conjunction, um, I do also do an overall intention setting session for the year ahead. Um, It's not formalized in any way. For example, I don't use an app and sit down at 9 a.m. on January 1st. However, I do set some time aside during that first week of January when I'm feeling rather inspired to write down my thoughts and feelings and goals and visions, whatever you want to call them, for the year ahead. Um, In fact, this year I've just got back from a beautiful trip um, during New Year from uh, Sierra May Winery. have a glamping experience. Um, For those that don't live in Australia... um, Siramay Winery is uh, near Brisbane um, in Queensland. And anyway, it was just a beautiful um, environment. This, I mean, when I say glamping, it was not even glamping. We had air conditioning and it was just amazing. <laughs> it was basically like a hotel room that sort of looked like a tent. Anyway, and so we were surrounded by uh, bush and nature. And I spent most afternoons sitting on the balcony reading and having a glass of wine and it was just lovely so um, that was when I felt inspired to pull out my notebook and I started writing down my own goals and what I want to accomplish this year and sort of asked myself some hard-hitting questions because I felt most at ease and most ready to naturally answer those questions so that was really nice and I, and I really recommend you know taking some time to do that. Um, I usually use to do this a brand new Moleskin journal every year. Um, If you don't know what that is, it's simply a leather-bound book with lined paper. And I usually fill one up every year and I refer back to it and I use this journal for other notes and ideas and thoughts throughout the year. But I mean, any nice journal will do. Anything that makes you want to pick it up and write will do. So that's what I do, nice and simple. However... After receiving Johanna's question, I kind of thought it might be nice to help start this process for my beautiful balanced ballerinas who are staring at a blank page, just not really sure where to begin. And so I'll share more about this in a second. Um, another question asked by Tegan in Perth was, you seem really content and happy. What keeps you motivated to stay on track? Now, firstly, Thank you, Tegan. I'm so glad that I appear that way Um, because my social media, look, I was thinking about this the other day. It's not exactly a highlight reel because whilst I have the odd bad day, I genuinely wake up excited to live and work every day. There's not very often that something, you know, that I don't like happens and that I feel like I need to post about. Like, I just, you know, my, my Instagram, my social media is my life. I, Really do love it. So thanks for your question. Um, But now in response to it, and I guess it, you know, comes back to intentions and goal setting again, I truly believe that your daily habits and choices will determine your long term success and happiness. And I really think that we all make choices in life and we choose to, you know, sleep in instead of hitting the gym. We choose to go through the drive through at McDonald's instead of prepping our meals for the week. We choose to buy houses that we can't afford instead of living within our means. The list goes on and on. You get the picture. Now, I am in no way perfect. There are days I have chosen to sleep in or weeks where I haven't been as organized with my food choices and, you know, reached for the takeaway Mexican. (laughs) But there's also times when you need to let your hair down and relax your routine a little. But I can say with confidence that I most certainly feel better on the weeks that I choose what's good for me. So I guess, again, it's that word, guys, balance. Now, I worked so hard last year, but I have to admit, I've, you know, yeah, like I said, I've never been happier. So when people ask what my biggest tip for leading a balanced life is, one really important thing is that I explain that balance comes from designing your life and balance really looks different for everybody. I guess it's really important being the Balance Ballerinas podcast for me to define that, that balance looks different for everyone. To others, my life personally looks completely unbalanced and would never work for them. But for me, it works. For some people, making your passion, you know, your career takes the spark out of it. And for others like me, it lights their soul on fire. So, I had a few questions um, like this one from Lisa. What does your day-to-day routine look like? Which again is hard to answer if she's looking for inspiration to replicate. Um, As previously mentioned, balance, routine and happiness, it it just looks really different for everybody and I can't stress that enough. Um, I can tell you what my day looks like, but I also want you to go out and seek clarity on what makes you happy and what you want your day to look like. Um, especially because I don't have children. I have a very needy dog, um, but that's about it. So my day can look, you know, very uh, cruisy for somebody who has children and I have the luxury of, you know, doing things that if if I had a child I wouldn't be able to do and that may change in the future. So, um, but, but, you know, seeing as I was asked... um, I have designed my life to make room for everything I want, and I wanted to be a morning person. So over the course of a few years, I slowly crept my alarm earlier and earlier to give myself that time. I used to wake up at about 9.30, 10, if I'm honest. This was before we had morning classes at the studio. And now I wake up on the dot at 6 a.m. I even bought a dog to inspire me to walk more. And then I bought an apartment near the beach, so I felt inspired to get out of bed every day. Don't get me wrong though, I do not live on the beach or anything (laughs) fancy. I live quite a few blocks back from the beach, but it's still, um, yeah, about a 15 minute walk to get to the beach, but it's perfect. Um, Perfect for me. Anyway, I choose to do cardio three times a week and I do um, strength sessions twice a week and I choose to work. Um, work out alongside one of my closest friends because um I really cherish the conversations that we have together which is fun and then I choose see how I keep telling you choose I choose to go to work at 9 a.m and I don't usually leave until about 8 or 9 p.m so Sunday is my only day off um and there is an exception to that Friday and Monday mornings I don't go into the studio until midday. but I like my life that way and I like everything that I've chosen and my life that may sound you know very busy and maybe too much exercise or too much work for someone but for me it's you know for now perfect and I like it that way. I also chose a life that allows me to live in active way and I choose to spend my money on nutritious food and reinvesting in my businesses instead of multiple handbags and expensive overseas trips twice a year they're just not a priority to me but in a nutshell when it comes to choices I choose the banana over the bacon 95% of the time because it makes me feel better and it makes me feel balanced. Again I can't stress enough the importance of designing your life for you. Don't copy mine because you might have children, like I said, or multiple pets, multiple needy dogs, not just one, or different hobbies and you may have different views on health. And whilst I'm a homebody, you might love to travel and it's all about you and what you want. And that's why I created a worksheet for you to download with lots of blank spaces for you to fill in. More on that in a second. Now, another question which sparked some thoughts for me was from Margot in Melbourne. Margot, very balletic name, like the famous Margot Fontaine. I wonder if you were named after her. Now, she said, do you have bad days? If so, what do you do to feel better? Oh, my gosh, yes. In fact, I have plenty of bad days. Uh, I mean, you know, within reason. (laughs) There were some things that happened last year that slapped me in the face and, made me feel absolutely awful, just like everyone would have had at some point. But those moments are inevitable in life and everyone experiences them. And the magic I think lies within how you react, adapt, or pivot when those low moments you know, inevitably occur. Now, as we analyze the year prior, think about though maybe how you reacted to those low moments. Did you bounce back after a few hours a few days, a few weeks, months, you know, instead of wallowing in regret and low moments, you know, I think it's really important to do the little things that stealing a a line from Marie Kondo spark joy and uh, watch your mood lift. I truly believe um, that it is that simple. And I recently actually spoke about the importance of self-care and all those little pick-me-ups. And you can find that on The Balance Ballerina's Blog. Now, when I was hit with an unpleasant event or low mo- moment, like, sure, I cried and I got angry and, you know, and wallowed in self pity, but that lasted for maybe a couple of hours or a day or two at most. The difference I find between happy and unhappy people is their wallowing time. You know, do you wallow for a day or two? Good. A week? Not ideal, but okay. A month, a year. Oh, if so, like it's probably time to reevaluate. You know your life and your self-care routine, and be clear on you know what you want from it. There's obviously you know exceptions to this with devastating occurrences, but I'm talking about people that wallow on really simple things that you know we we really shouldn't be wallowing on because um, we you know live such you know, I don't usually use this word, but we do seriously. If you are studying ballet and you get to attend a dance studio, nine times out of 10, you are a very blessed person. So, you know, I had someone say to me, and I can't remember who it was, but they said, if you have the choice between bubbly water, you know, sparkling water or flat water, um, you, you know, you don't have much to complain about. Now, Another great question from a listener who um, is from Alaska, which is super cool, by the way. She said, how do you know when to level up? Now, I think she was asking in relation to adult ballet classes, um, which leads us into the most important part of setting intentions for the new year and challenging yourself. So challenge. Whether the challenge is in relation to your body Beliefs, thoughts, education, or hobby, I don't think it matters. But I do think it's really, really important to level up every now and then and challenge yourself. More specifically, um, using perhaps our listener's example, if you're currently attending a level one class and you want to take the next step, I suggest making a plan of attack. Um, ensure that you're attending class consistently. Talk to your teacher, ask for advice and direction. And um, then with a little patience, leap into that level two class with confidence, knowing that it's, you know, going to suck for a little bit. But as long as you've done all the steps beforehand, so like I said, ensuring that you're attending class consistently, you've spoken to your teacher, you know, let them know your goal, um, ask for advice and direction, actually, you know, Implement that advice and direction, and uh, then with a little, impa- you know, a little patience. I was going to say impatience, <laughs> definitely not with patience. Leap into that level two class. Um, everyone has to start somewhere, so remember, you're going to suck maybe for the first five to ten classes, but you'll get the gist. And uh, it's important to level up, and it's important to keep pushing your boundaries and your skill set. Um, a wise person also once told me. Do at least one thing that scares you every year. Now, this has actually become a bit of a mantra amongst my adult ballerinas who perform annually in front of hundreds of people once a year. Personally, last year, I started this podcast, which was incredibly scary. But, um, you know, this has really challenged me in more ways than one. It's challenged my research and organizational skills. Um, It's challenged my introverted personality you know, even just there were guests on the podcast that I've never met before. And so having to meet them and introduce myself or even reach out in the first place, you know, that's not usually my style. Um, so that was a huge learning curve and scary and challenging. Um, it's also, you know, starting this podcast really challenged my communication skills and it really challenged my belief in myself and what I wanted to achieve. So, But having said all that, um, if I was to summarize my goal setting and intentions that remain constant from year to year, well, again, and this has been a word I've said over and over in this podcast, it all relates back to choice. So if I was to summarize, you know, like little dot points, I choose to take responsibility and design my own life for happiness. I choose to eat good food for my physical and mental health and well-being, I choose to move my body every day and I choose to make sure that the special people in my life know that I love them. Um, I haven't always been the best at that um, so that's a real goal for me this year to make sure that I do that more with nice gestures. So now, Getting back to something a bit more tangible for my wonderful Balanced Ballerinas, you can actually now download an intention setting sheet, worksheet that I created for free um, on the the podcast, oh my gosh, on the blog. So uh, two ways, you can actually go on um, the shop And download it that way if you're purchasing one of the drink bottles or a top or a bag add the worksheet in there just for fun Um, it'll just come up as free on your invoice Um, or you can go to the blog post which is titled how to choose and design your life with my free intention setting worksheet pretty self-explanatory so head on to that one and download so you'll notice that I use the words, what do I do instead of what will I do? This is on the worksheet and I do that because it implies that you are already either doing it, which if that's the case, you know, still write it down to reinforce or from that moment on, you are doing it. Now, print the worksheet out, set some, you know, set some time aside or go to your favorite coffee shop, park bench or a beach fill in the blanks and then fill in the blanks um or what I was going to say was if you want to just make a cup of tea and fill it out in the privacy of your own home now the worksheet is not overly complex but it will get your mind uh going one of the reasons why I chose the word intention instead of a goal setting sheet um, was because intention means a thing intended an aim or a plan um By creating a plan, it's made my goals, personally, turn into standards. I'm going to say that again. Personally, creating a plan, it's made my goals turn into standards. So it ensures that I stay on track and I just keep tidying up my life. Like today, I did a full clean out of my house and threw away anything that I don't need and I've got a pile of clothes to donate to charity and I've um, paid uh, bills that weren't overdue but they were ready to be paid and I created a budget Um, and then over the course of the last few weeks I've unfollowed people that don't lift me up on social media. Um, That's a big one, you know, when you're tidying up your life, unfollow people, seeing as social media is such a huge part of our life now, just unfollow people that don't make you feel good or don't lift you up or you know make you question your beliefs and values and then also when I'm tidying up my life nothing feels better than meal prepping and having a fridge full of healthy choices so that you know I'm not tempted to walk down the road and get my favorite chicken karagi rice bowl oh yum anyway I'm getting sidetracked (laughs) um but yeah remember though like this stuff doesn't have to be complicated. Even when I was designing the intention setting worksheet, it's funny, I kept thinking it looked too simple. I was like, this just looks too simple. But the point is it's supposed to be simple. Um, you'll notice that there's I've, – I've split it into, uh, you know, little topics for you. So you've got my mantra, um, which, you know, write down something that that's important to you, a little mantra that you can bring into 2020. Um, even if you can't think of a full mantra, you could possibly just pick a word. Um, I love the ladies at uh, Mamma Mia, so Mia Friedman, Jesse Stevens, and oh, I can't remember the last girl's name. Anyway, they have a fantastic podcast called Out Loud, and every year, uh, for quite a few years now, they pick a word that they bring into 2020. So, if you can't pick a, uh, if you can't pick a mantra, if you can't think of one, just pick a word. Um, you know, something like focus or strong or whatever floats your boat. Anyway, the next side is who can I count on? Um, So, you know, write one or two people in that space that you can count on when something gets rough, if you feel like sharing your intention setting sheet, if you want someone to hold you accountable or, you know, who would you call if you ended up in hospital? That's a nice one. So just write that down. Um, there's also the topic of body. So what do I do to keep my body strong and healthy? Mind, what do I do to maintain a strong mindset? Work or school, depending on how old you are. Uh, what do you want to change or achieve? Um, recovery, what do I enjoy that recharges my battery? That's so important. Um, and then on the second page, what I've done is place um, some more specifically, um, ballet goals. So flexibility, what do I do to achieve and maintain flexibility? Bar, what do I want to achieve during bar work? Center, so adagio, pirouettes, whatnot. What do you want to achieve during center work? Um, An allegro, what do I want to achieve during allegro? And then at the end, I left a space called a letter to myself. And I want you to fill that in and make a promise to yourself um, for the year ahead. Um, Also, if you're listening to this podcast and it's midway through the year or it's March or it's even September, print the worksheet out and you can still fill it in. You do not have to do this um, at the start of the year. You can do it at any point because as I've said at the bottom of the worksheet, dreams don't work unless you do. And it's really important to wake up and work hard for what you want. Now, I sound really uh, quite abrupt at the start of the intention setting sheet. I put, your life is made up of choices and those choices determine your happiness. Remember, the world doesn't owe you anything, but you owe yourself everything. I remember once quite a few years ago now, maybe five years, I was wallowing, again, that word, in self-pity, about something that went wrong in my business and I was feeling very sorry for myself and I was blaming everyone else but myself and I think it was my mom that said Georgia the world doesn't owe you anything and I instantly woke up and I really I actually remember writing that down um, in my diary most weeks the world doesn't owe you anything Georgia and it really made me realize that there's no point in blaming it for everyone else. you got to, you know, you only have yourself to blame. And yes, bad things can happen, but how you react as we spoke about in this podcast today is just really important. So that's a big one. Remember, the world doesn't owe you anything, but you owe yourself everything. And I think that's so important. That's why I popped it at the start um, of the worksheet to remind you. Now, if you are brave enough, I'd love you to share your intentions on your social media. Or simply send me a photo privately. Um, it would bring me great joy to see people using the template in real life. Um, in fact, I should fill one in and I will post it so that you can see what, what it looks like filled out. Um, and remember, there's blank spaces for a reason. And there's no suggestions from me on the worksheet because it's your life and you need to make the decisions that are going to make you happy. Um, Now, it's also totally fine if you keep that private. You don't have to share it with anyone. Just keep it to yourself. Not a problem. But make sure that you do um, pop it in a diary or pop it on the fridge or pop it somewhere that's going to remind you. Don't just throw it out or burn it or (laughs) stash it away somewhere that you won't see it again. You You do need to have it somewhere, maybe on your bathroom mirror or maybe... Um, in your closet on a part of the wall, so that when you get your clothes you see it every day um, it'll just keep it top of mind so most importantly though um, as we finish this episode um, own your own life design your life choose to be happy and it's so funny whenever I do an episode like this it all just sounds so cliche um, and uh, but it's so true So, there you go. Anyway, as we have reached the end of the episode and we begin the new decade and a new year, another year of the Balanced Ballerinas podcast, it would be amazing if you could share the episode to keep the podcast going. You could screenshot and share on social media. You could text a friend and tell them about an episode you think they'd enjoy. Um, Or you could leave a five-star rating and comment Um, especially if you're on apple itunes listening to let others know that you know you're into the podcast and you love it because i love you all and i want to keep the podcast going and um anyway as always keep chasing that grit and grace until next time have a good one ballerinas and best of luck for what's going to be a good year